You got a problem, you don't know what to do Your dreams are strange, and you're seeing things too The world is full of mystery Life's more than you can see You can ask pomegranate You can ask pomegranate She's a priestess I'm recording this Four, uh, four months after the election of Donald Trump in 2016. It's currently 2017. So as you listen to my podcast today, um, I wanted to let you know I'm not taking, I'm not doing questions because when the election happened, I needed to go into the underworld and I went down and I went deep. And now this is what I have to say about what I think is going on magically in the culture with the election, with a disastrous election of Donald Trump. You can ask pomegranate. You can ask pomegranate. Well, hello and welcome psychics. Poor psychics. <laughs> Poor us. As I speak, um it's February 2017. No, it's March 2017 and uh we have just been through uh, a major reality check and Donald Trump has been uh, elected president of the United States and bringing in with him all of the things that come with that. So what do we do? How do we handle this? What, what, what's going on? What's the magical message here? What's the psychic message here? What do we need to pay attention to? Um, I don't know how you all felt, but I know that for me, I had a dramatic and intense need to go into the underworld as a result of that election result um, because it really ripped away things that I was hiding from or I was sitting in my privilege about, about how horrific our culture is um, in the Western world and how much misogyny and racism is still permeating and I wasn't in denial I knew it I mean I'd been doing magic on behalf of um, you know women trans people and people of color I wasn't pretending that it was all solved but I had no idea that the backlash could be this strong and this intense but I do see the backlash as an example of a positive thing for all of the work that we had been doing to change the culture we can expect a backlash when you're trying to penetrate um, a concrete reality, um, a concrete mindset that has been in existence for hundreds of years, if possibly thousands of years. I mean, racism has been in existence since the late 1600s. That's when it, around the time it was invented. So that's two, 400 years. That's when racism was invented. Of course, racism is an invention. It's in, it was invented by the elite class, the ruling class, to be able to stratify and separate people from each other so that they could fight against each other and not fight against the elite. And that's a that was a good strategy. It took them a while to figure out race would be the thing because no one knew there was such a thing as race before they invented it. Um, 
And once they invented it, it worked so well, we've kept it for the last 400 years. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to penetrate that idea. We're trying to penetrate that idea has become quite concrete. <clears throat> In the United States, it's so concrete as to be like mind-blowing um, the way that they took the invention of slavery and the invention of race, um, applied slavery, which is an older idea to it, and then just kept morphing it into different things like Jim Crow and uh, now the the prison industrial complex where it's a for, another form of slavery which we put prisoners into more a much to a much higher degree black people so when we do that um, that idea is really become quite concrete this idea of racism misogyny is misogyny is much older when we decided oh you there are two genders. <laughs> I mean, think about these things. They're just laughable. There's two genders. And so you're the less gender and I'm the better gender. And we've invented gender so that we can also stratify and control and dominate. This is the idea of the ruling class. And when you participate in that, when you're not in the ruling class, you're participating in it because you've been duped. You've been duped into an idea. So the people in your life, you know, who are racist and misogynistic are fools who have been duped into an idea that is harming them and harming the world. Of course, at the core, misogyny is harming the earth itself, right? So um, here we are. And we have been working to change this idea. We've been working to break what I call the hologram of reality, because reality is just a thing that we project, right? And when you try, when you when you do magical actions, um, and all actions are magical at their core, really, you guys, um, when you do magical actions to transform misogyny, transphobia, uh, racism, when you do that, what happens is that concrete reality, um, which which can be made fluid with intention and direct action. Uh, remember, magic is intention and nine tenths act intention and one tenth action. Um, when you apply that to the concrete hologram reality, is that too wordy, too fancy wordy, spiritual fancy wordy? You get what I'm saying. When you apply it, if you can apply it at the right place at the right time it will change. I have witnessed this because I did a ton of magic with um, Larry, who there's a podcast uh, interview with on this uh, station, the pomegranate, ask, ask pomegranate station. <laughs> there is a, we applied this to um, gay marriage and we and everybody else, uh, we did magic specifically and it worked within a year. We had results. And then within 10 years, it was legalized across North America. So yay. I mean, I don't know if Mexico is involved, but the rest of us were. So yay, magic works. We applied it to the hologram and went, that idea needs to shift. So we've been applying these ideas to gay marriage. We've been applying these ideas to environmentalism, to misogyny, to people of color, to women. We apply, we apply, we apply. And what happens when you introduce those ideas into that hologram is it starts to change and starts to go, but see the old way doesn't want to change. The old way doesn't want to die. The old way wants to stay the way it was. And so there's often a backlash. And the backlash is that the hologram says, oh, no, 
and then very strongly comes back in and reasserts the old way in a much stronger way than had you had thought it was capable of, right? And that's what we've just experienced. We've just experienced the backlash of the old way of the our magic is working it's happening our politics are working we're we're gonna save the planet from for ourselves to be able to stay on it because the planet's fine it's just us will we be able to stay on it uh we being the living creatures of the earth (laughs) will we be able to stay on it um the the backlash is coming and saying no we're gonna go back to the old ways that makes us feel safe it feels safe to go back into the military industrial complex to the racism to the stratification to the elites having the power and of course the elites are have a very strong spell working that they're doing because they own the media right so it's okay guys because the the backlash is a sign that what we're doing is working and we are applying subtle pressure to the pivot points of transformation all right, so another less spiritual speaky way is we're unraveling the message at its core and it's frantically trying to reweave itself back into the old way because it's terrifying to them. Now, that's that's part one is you apply the magic. Part two is the magic starts to work. Part three is the hologram has a backlash and reasserts its old way. Part four is you go, you don't get worried about that. You continue to apply the magic to the right spot at the right time. And the hologram suddenly boom shifts into the new culture. And what am I on part six? And then part six is promptly forgets the old way ever existed. This is why history is so slippery. (laughs) Um, You know, in England, they don't teach colonialism. The English don't know how horrible they were and how many cultures they destroyed. It's not a core part of their curriculum. Um, In Germany, they didn't teach about the Nazis for a long time. They don't teach about the Holocaust that happened on the the land of the United States. They don't teach Howard Zinn's books. Um, Howard Zinn, who wrote the book, People's History. Thank you, Kayleen. The People's History of the United States, try to read it. It's a horror show. It's the truth, but it's very difficult because humans, oh, humans. Humans are the worst, aren't they? When you read those books, you understand how bad the humans are. Okay, so now that's one thing to remember. So don't give up. Keep applying. Keep understanding that what this backlash of the Trumponian... The Trumponian. Is that a word? Trumponian? Trumpy? What's the word? Dickensian would be Dickensian, Enzian, Trumponian. Anyway, I'll say that word because I like it. Sounds funny. Um, the Trumponian <laughs> uh, era is an example of the last dying dog of this fight (laughs) you know it's just like come on and you can kind of tell because it's so ridiculous it's so hilarious and they're so bad at it and they're so obvious and they're not cunning and you know we're not dealing with you know the court of henry the eighth and all of the machinations with subtle attacks this is we're dealing with a bunch of idiots so okay fine and they're you know the problem with them is that there are idiots they're still humans and they belong to us so okay <laughs> so we we need to work and we need to do our work what we need to take heart in is 
it's actually, I think, I mean, I, I, ugh. I'm not going to say it's better that he got elected than Hillary got elected, but I don't see a whole lot of difference between him and Hillary in terms of what happens to the fundamental question of will racism get solved? Will the environment get attended to? Because, you know, the Clintons are not good with the environmental stuff, right? And the thing we have to understand, not get blinded to with the um, Obama administration, was that the economy resurging was done on the back of fracking, my darlings. Fracking, if you don't know what fracking is, fracking is a way to destroy the planet. It's like, what can we do to destroy the planet? Let's have nuclear power plants built on the edge of the Pacific Ocean on a, on a violent earthquake zone. And then let's do fracking. Like, honestly, because you get <laughs> that out of the earth by poisoning the watershed and poisoning the land. And that's what they've done to the United States. And it's only good for a few. They're only going to be able to do it for a few years because they'll run out. But they'll have destroyed lands and earth caused earthquakes and all kinds of things. And Obama reworked with the Koch brothers to um, get the economy back online through fracking. So that's like... Yes, he's handsome. Yes, he passed a sort of okay insurance healthcare bill. And yes, he basically is responsible for a major destruction of ecosystems throughout the country when they could have been doing solar panels and air, wind farms in a much higher degree. Um, infrastructure is important, right? So let's not whitewash ourselves about how great Hillary would have been. Um, this guy is ripped the blinds away from white people's eyes and I'm a progressive I'm an anarchist I freaking am educated about these topics and I really still didn't get how racist this country was um, and I should get it because I'm from another country which has a, its own racism and I should have had a, a view of it but I'm white so I don't and that's my racism and even I am getting an education about how bad it is and how bad this backlash is so it's not okay that there's a backlash. I'm not saying anybody should be hurt by this backlash or we should all be at peace or not do anything. No, no, no. The rise and the response to it is so heartening because I did not expect people to do that. I expected them to just be kind of passive. And the humans are not being passive around the world. We're all like, no. And why are we like that? Um, one theory I have is because we're in animal bodies, we are... Our animal bodies know things that we won't let our brains know. Our brains are kind of the last to know about shit that goes on. And so it's sort of like when um, there was there's a tsunami, all the other animals except for the human animal feel the tsunami coming and head to higher ground. <laughs> They're like, oh, something's going. Let's go up. Let's go up. Their, their animal body tells them what to do. But our brains don't are, are more in control of our animal bodies than they should be. And so the humans don't. And so then the humans get hit by the tsunami and the humans get in terrible situations with that wave. And we are in an environmental tsunami. And really, that environmental tsunami, we can feel it in our bodies. So people are talking about the economy and they're panicked about this and they're panicked about that. And I'll tell you what the animal body is panicked about. The animal body is panicked about an environmental disaster that has been going on and that we are brainwashed to forget. You know, we've gotten a diagnosis of a very serious illness that needs immediate treatment, and we don't, we can't hold on to the truth of that long enough to do the treatment. So that's what's happening. 
and our animal bodies are getting more and more and more panicked about it. And so when people are, I'll elect Trump because I that'll help with my panic or I'll, you know, withdraw from the whole political system because they're all trying to alleviate their panic. And the panic is, of course, global weirding. I mean, lordy, 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 what have we done? We have carbon loaded the atmosphere. We are wrecking the green living earth. And we humans are doing that. We are wrecking it for ourselves. We're not wrecking it for the earth. The earth is not in grief. When you get in touch with Earth's grief, it's probably your own grief. It could be the grief of the other animals or even the green plants. But the Earth itself is fine. She doesn't mind these things. She's all like, hey, man, it's all good. You know what? I used to be molten lava, and that was awesome. And that lasted a long time. I enjoyed the dinosaurs. You're kind of interesting. <laughs> but I've known you for about three seconds. Like, that's the Earth's perspective, right? She just We're just another quick little phase. Will we last? We don't know. Looks like not at this point. Um, so that environmental disaster is driving our animal bodies. It's driving our fear. It's it's driving um, our grief. We are in incredible amounts of grief over the loss of the green living earth. You can feel it in your body when you can't reach out and find wilderness nearby. Your body, wherever you are right now, your body is looking for wilderness. Your body is looking for forests. Your body is looking for open plains that are uncultivated. And the farther away it is, the more grief your body is going to be in because your body is an animal and that's its environment. So um, that is driving us. And... We, and then on top of that, darlings, the horrible story about Fukushima, which we are in, you know, tsunamis again, right? We're in complete and utter denial about what's going on with the Fukushima nuclear power plant. Oh, in Hanford, something's going on. Kayleen tells me, is whispering to me, Hanford. Yeah, Hanford, where I live, has been leaking for like the whole time I've lived here, 30 years, into the, the Columbia River. Um, it's the Columbia River is the most irradiated lit river in the world because Hanford is a place where they store nuclear waste. So there's that. But Fukushima, darlings, oh, three nuclear cores have been ruptured and have gone a thing called China syndrome, which means that they're burning a hole into the center of the earth. They are not, they have not stopped. They are not contained and water flows through those reactors into the Pacific ocean. And the Pacific ocean is full of radiation. And that is on top of what we've already done with fracking and with, um, all of the carbon loading and everything else that we've done um, collectively as the human species in our exuberance over having access to oil. You know, we got access to oil and we just went nuts and we did amazing things with it. That's the thing about the humans. They do amazing things like you've done. You've done amazing things with it. We're doing amazing things with it right now. It's so fun to have a podcast that's all predicated on the wealth of oil. Um, and we have to be able to stop ourselves and understand that this can no longer go on, that whatever happens next, of course, we have disasters. 
<laughs> so we're in a disaster. We're in the tower. Okay. Like we're in the tower card. If you know anything about Tarot, there's a card called the tower card. And the tower card is bad things are happening. That's what the tower card says. Bad things are happening. And that's what we're in. We're in the bad things are happening. Like there, I'm trying to imagine what could be a worst um, environmental disaster for the living part of this, the living green part of the earth and the humans and the mammals uh, other than this. And the only thing I can come up with is when the meteor hit and wiped out, well, diminished the dinosaurs into chickens, I suppose, is what really happened. They didn't get wiped out. They just got turned into birds. They had to get smaller because the meteor hit the earth and it was a global winter and that destroyed everything. And we're in that where we've done that we've done something that's almost as bad as that it might be not we may not be as bad as that yet um and so the thing to remember about this environmental disaster that we are in and is we need to we need to be able to wake up to it to, in a way that doesn't paralyze us <laughs> right so maybe even now you're kind of numbing out and getting paralyzed because i'm talking about this and it's like well then i have no there's nothing i can do hands in the air let me go you know use a lot of fucking oil and, and contribute to it as much as i can and get drunk you know that's what we want to do in disasters that's what the tower card you know is trying to wake us up to and so what can we do so what oh bad news all around bad things are happening trump bad news Racism is is bad and bad news. Misogyny, bad news. Transphobia, don't get me started on the TERFs. All right, TERFs. Oh, Lord, I ran into them. I didn't know anything about these people. Lordy, lordy, I tell you what. Trans, exclusive, wait for it. These words follow those two words. Trans, exclusive, radical feminists now ox this uh <laughs> wait what trans exclusive radical feminists which means transphobic they should just call themselves transphobes transphobic feminists which you can't be you can't be transphobic and a feminist the minute you go transphobic you don't you are not a feminist anymore you know you are not and i don't care what you say about this because women are people who say I'm a woman and that's who women are. <laughs> that's how we define what a woman is. A woman is a person who says, hello, I'm a woman. All right. And if you say you're a woman and I'm a feminist, then I'm for you. And I want all you trans women out there to know I am for you. I am doing protection magic for you. I believe in you. And you don't have to listen to that crap. And you are gonna, you are going to be supported and loved. And those, uh, what, what, what transphobes are gonna go down in history as having made a mistake. They're gonna look like those racist people from the 1960s or the 1990s or the 2000s um, who are caught on tape looking like idiots. That's what they're gonna look like. Jermaine Greer, I say to you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Anyways, I did get started on them. Uh, no, if you're if you're a turf, just turn the freaking podcast off right now. You do not belong here. If you're a turf witch, get out. Go. Uh, I don't want any of your energy near me because <laughs> we're not doing that. All right. Sorry. Oh, I went there, Kayleen. Oh, 
All right, well, of course I did. And I'm going to keep going there because I'm going to protect my trans sisters and my trans brothers, and my trans gender fluid uh, people with everything I got magically. Okay, so now you know where I stand. Um, if there was ever any question, no, there wasn't. Okay, so um, what was I saying? I'm saying something interesting about things. What do we do? Tower card, yes. I shall come back to the tower card, my darlings, because... Um, we're in the tower card um, and it's no, it's like, of course, when the two twin towers got um, bombed and the lightning came out of the sky in the form of airplanes and the towers went down, it wasn't like, oh, that was the year we were in a tower card. It's like, no, we're in the tower card in, for the duration of our lives. We are here at planet Earth for the tower card. You arrived because you said, I'm going to go down while the humans go through the tower. And this is the biggest tower the humans have ever gone through. And the tower card is a tower that's built high up on a mountain that's carved out of the, the rock, bedrock of the earth. And it's very tall and very high and very away. And at the very top of it is a golden giant crown. And um, two people are falling headfirst out of the tower and one of them is wearing a crown, <laughs> which stays on. And um, they're dressed up all fancy. And a lightning bolt has come out of the sky and hit the, the crown. Of course, the crown drew the lightning bolt. <laughs> right? Hit the crown. And the crown's falling off. And the tower's cracking open. And fire is raining down in the sky. And the two people are being bolted out of there. And they're in the middle of falling to the earth. And that is bad things are happening. Okay, part one. Now, when we encounter the tarot card in um, the in the in a reading or in our lives, what we what we all do, every professional reader, I'm a professional tarot card reader. I write about tarot. I teach tarot. What we all do. Um, oh, by the way, shout out to Mary Greer's book. Um, tarot for yourself or any mary greer book mary greer is the world's expert on tarot and has written is a beautiful writer and a wonderful woman and go see check out her books if you want to learn more about tarot um so anyways when we encounter it in a reading every reader i know every one all go like this oh <laughs> it's like there's no way to fit that in and make it nice and go yay the tower card it's like no it's like oh it's bad okay it's bad there's another card that's also bad it's called the devil card it's uh but it's only bad if it's upright if it's reversed it's fantastico i'll get to that another day no the tower card is oh upside down twisted spinning around you know falling out of the, <laughs> of the deck when you're shuffling it's like the only good place for the tarot, tarot, tower card is on the very bottom of the deck when you when it, when you say that's the position of what this reading is not about <laughs> you know, it's the farthest thing that can happen it's terrible no not the tower and here we are in the tower card for the duration of our lives probably the duration of our children's lives, maybe our grandchildren's lives, the tower card. We're here at the end of, I don't know how long, almost the Trump tower. Oh yeah. The Trump tower. I mean, the Trump tower is literally the tower card because that crown Trump means success. When I've got more, I Trump you, I'm over you. I've got more power than you. That's why that name is so potent, right? You know, it's a false name. They picked that name, right? 
Yes, and in the tarot card, Kayleen is saying that the Trump's the, this is a Trump card, and literally Trump Tower is the tower card because that gold crown on the top of the card is the means I Trump, I win, I'm the king of all, I'm the emperor and king of all things, I win. Look at my gold crown, yay! And they put it on top of the tower, and of course the that that metal on the top of the tower is what calls the lightning bolt down. So yes, absolutely. I mean, we're living that he is still living in the tower and won't leave. And that we're paying now we're paying for the tower. Uh, $10 million a month or something. I don't know. That's just random. I think that might be all the expenses. I don't know. Don't quote me on that number. So anyway, the tower card is Oh, bad things are happening. In fact, if it's upright, disastrous things are happening, not just bad things, because bad things are a little more reversed. When that card comes up reversed, really bad things are happening. Upright, it's disastrous things are happening. Okay, so what's the point of this card in our lives? Why did we come here at this point in time when, because you came here to be born, weren't you, didn't you? Haven't you known your whole life that you came to be born for this? I mean, you know, when it happened with Trump getting elected and you saw how bad it was and how real it was and how historic this era was going to be, it was like, oh, this is my reaction. Oh, why did I come here during history? I don't want to be here during history. I want to be here during the time when they forgot about that whole era. You know what I mean? Like, let's just have a nice life together. I've had those lives. But right, I know I came here for history. I came here for my part and I'm going to do my part. And here we are in the tower. The tower card comes it says bad things disaster things are going to ha are happening or and are going to happen and so the question that comes up is and here's the here's where the rubber meets the road here's where the pivot point is in the tower card here's where the, the whole point of it is is this question what am i going to do about it <laughs> what am i going to do about this disaster mm -hmm. that's where the whole power of the um card comes in so this is the power of your life this is the power of you being here why are you here to ask this question what not to go oh my god there's a disaster i mean you get to do that we get to do that we get to go oh my god there's a disaster we get to say oh what we get to go i went into the underworld i got sick and i went into the underworld for months the day after that election and um have only just come out months later uh, because I had to go in and find what was true, what was core to me. And I had to try to understand what was happening because it's my job to talk about it. So we get to do that. We get to be in all of those experiences of it, but we have to ask the question, what am I going to do about this? That's the whole point of your coming here. It's to know what you're going to do about it. Because the tower is a challenger card. The tower is a challenger that says to you, you have been through this journey and you have gone through all of these experiences. And now I'm talking about the human species. You have gone through all of these transformations. You have done the worst you could do and you've done the best you can do. You've been sublime. You have been 
you know, Beethoven and you have been Mary Curie, you've been Frida Kahlo and Georgia O'Keeffe. You have been, you know, all of these amazing things. You have been the loving touch of every mother, every mother who is a loving mother's hand. You have been, you know, the person who sacrificed their life through the rescue of others. Human, you have been the most beautiful, sublime, amazing, sacred, holy acts, all blessings raining down. That has been you, human. And you have been the most profane, horrific, evil, (laughs) cursed energy that could ever be imagined on earth. Nobody, no other species has been the evil, horrible disaster that you have been. So you are both of these things. You are both of these horrible, horrific holocaust of every kind not just the one in germany all of them you have been in it and you are you've done all those things humans and you've been the most beautiful sublime thing you've done it and and you've done all the things in between those two the entire complex scale of behaviors you have done right this is true so we have to sit in that and we can't, when we reach that moment, when we've done it all, <laughs> when we've done all these things, the, the tower arrives and the tower says, all right, decide, decide on which way you're going to go. Because if you're going to evolve, because what's the point of disasters and horrible things and all this crap that happens? I mean, we're born onto a planet where bad things are going to happen to you every day. And some days it's worse than others. You know, maybe you'll get through a whole day where one bad thing doesn't happen. But we come here, bad things happen all the time. It's just the way it is. They're like, the way I tell my students, it's like airplanes getting ready to land on an air on an um, airstrip. And you can see the line of them. And each one is a bad thing. And that's your life. You know, like thinking that you're going to get through life with all these bad things happening is, is, it's fantasy. When they, and when they land, we say to ourselves, ah, this bad thing happened. How shocking. How did this bad thing happen? I never expected a bad thing to happen. <laughs> it's like we're always shocked. But if you look, if you look, you can see they're all lined up. All the bad things are coming, right? <laughs> you're going to die. Someone you love is going to die. You're going to get sick. You're going to lose your job. You're going to get illness. You're going to get an injury. You're going to do a stupid thing and you're not going to want to apologize for it. You're going to, like, I mean, every bad thing you can imagine is going to happen to you or somebody you know. It's just bad things. That's the nature of the universe, right? That's the nature of human existence, not the nature of the universe. It's the nature of human existence. So the, the tower says when the bad thing happens, when the disaster comes, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about this? And your choice, and they, they, it's challenging you to grow into somebody who is learn to be well into somebody and I'm talking about you individually and the humans the humans the tower is challenging us to learn to be the people who know how to be well we are trying to become the people who who know how to be well we are trying to become the people who where where all beings are free this is the point of the tower card is will you evolve now into your best nature? Will you become the people who know how to be well? Will you become the people where the place where all beings will be free? That's what the tower is challenging you to do. It's not, I'm going to be mean to you because it's fun. It's like, nope, 
it's time for that tower to crumble. Now, why do we have the tower in the first place? Because when the bad thing happened to me, I went, oh, I have to protect myself. So I turn inward or I turn, I get defensive or I need to hoard or I need to build my castle of isolation that keeps me safe because I want to feel like I'm in control of the chaos of the world because I want to believe that I can make those planes of disaster not land. I'm mixing my metaphors. You'll stay with me because I want to control the chaos of the world and I don't want to be impacted by bad things. And so I will build my tower. After a while, I get kind of proud of my tower. Like, hey, look at this tower. I'm really good. I'm really good at protecting myself. I got control. I got domination. But, you know, in my heart, I know I don't. So after a while, I got to get prideful and I got to believe in it and I got to invest in it. You see that concrete hologram? That concrete hologram is that tower. We built it with our minds and our spirits and our bodies. We built that concrete hologram. And then, you know, we, then you get so prideful that you want to believe and you have to, and also, you know, in your heart, it's not true. So you got to really cap it off with that crown of glory. You know, like, look at me, I'm the king of the world. I'm in charge of everything. I'm dominating and controlling all things. I have conquered chaos and I put the crown on that tower. And that's one thing that we do when we have bad things happen is we build the tower. And then after a while, we believe in the tower and we forget that there's bad things. And suddenly that lightning bolt comes and knocks that tower down and you're flying through the air. And I think the lightning bolt comes from the star card and the star card. This is just for the tarot geeks out there. And the star card is your spirit guides, right? It's all your spirit guides, your higher powers. And I think it comes from the star card. Your higher powers go, oh, no, you're going to evolve now. No, thanks. And they zap that tower and give you the challenge to, to figure out can't, what will you do when bad things happen? And that's the choice. That's the choice. When we look at Donald Trump, we can see someone that had a lot of bad shit happen to him as a child. We have evidence of that. We know the father was horrible. We know that his brother drank himself to death at a very early age because he couldn't handle the pain and sorrow of his childhood. We know that Hitler was beat every day of his life by his father, as was Stalin, that what we're seeing in these people is the violence of their childhood expressing themselves with an incredible fever of an attempt to have the tower. After all, what are these men doing but building towers to prevent the bad things that happen? Of course, the tower itself is an injury to the people outside the tower, right? So you're getting a lot, a big tarot lesson today. Didn't expect that, but here we go. I am an expert. Okay, so that tower is built by us in our fear of bad things. And so here we are, the bad thing that comes and destroys the thing we think is going to protect us from bad things comes because we've lost faith in something higher than ourselves, because we've lost faith in the earth itself, because we've lost faith in each other. That's why we build the tower. Because we've lost faith in ourselves. Because we don't trust ourselves to cope with bad things. I don't think I can deal with it, build the tower. I don't think I can handle it, build the tower. It's your way of handling, darlings. So you can see that all kinds of way. You know, if you're hyper insulated, if you're hyper social, if you're not sitting and listening to your feelings, if you're not, and I have podcasts about feelings, guys, go listen to them. If you're not listening to what your animal body's trying to tell you, if you're, if you're not, um, if you've gotten yourself into hoarding as a way to cope with your emotions, if you're not coping and you don't, and it's okay, don't blame yourself. Don't be mean to yourself. You probably weren't given tools to cope 
And so, yes, we build towers for that reason. I don't think Trump was given any tools to cope. He's like, this is, this is, this person cannot be a, a serene. You don't look at him and go, there's a serene, happy person. You go, oh my God, this person is so injured and so fragile. It's scaring the shit out of me because they're taking that and roaring it all over the planet. And we can see that everywhere. Go, you can learn more about some of this if you read Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, philosopher. Um, okay, anyway, here we go. So here we are in the tower. We've built it out of our fear of bad things. Of course, we attract the bad things when we build the tower. When we're in fear, when we are in res- unresolved fear of something, we manifest. Whatever you are unresolved in, in your fear, not just having fear, but have not ex- unexamined, unresolved fears, you will manifest it. So we manifest the very worst thing, which is a complete disaster. And the humans have done this. And you're falling to earth. And isn't it a moment of freedom? Isn't there a moment when you're released of that tower? Because after all, over time, the tower itself becomes its own jail. jail the jailer, the person who keeps the jail has to spend all their time in prison, right? You become your own prisoner when you're in the tower. We've become our own prisoner. We are imprisoned by misogyny, racism, homophobia, transphobia, ableism, so on. By our den- and, and our denial and our unwillingness to accept our own mental health issues. And yet we create mental health issues, right? So we're in jail, we're in jail. We're in an oil jail. We're, we're, I can't not use oil right now to make this podcast. So there's a moment of freedom when you get released by it. And so we can ask the question, what am I going to do now? And the tower asks you, will you, go, will you try to rebuild the tower? Will you land and in your fear, will you try to rebuild that tower? Because you've done that. Like you've done that a lot, right? We've done that. We do that all the time. We've done it throughout history. If you look at the history of the world, we've done it throughout history. You know, every big civilization is us trying to build the fricking tower again, right? So, or you we can evolve. We can evolve into our best selves by choosing to allow ourselves to actually just be vulnerable. That is one of the strongest magical acts we can do right now is to be vulnerable. It's to be like, you know what? I'm scared. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sad. You know what? Um, uh, people of color, I am sitting in my white privilege and it breaks my fucking heart. And I need to do something for you uh, to repair what has been done. Uh, that's one way to be vulnerable is to accept the inherent racism that being white means you're racist because white is a construct that created racism. See, you're not white because nobody's white. There's no such thing as white, right? For you white people listening, uh, you're not white. You're just been told you're white and you've been given privilege for a falsity. There's no white language. There's no white culture. There's no um, happy white day. And there shouldn't be because you're not white And if we stop seeing ourselves as white and start identifying with whatever culture your ancestors have given you, you know, I'm not white, I'm Irish. My ancestors spoke Irish. (laughs) They speak English now because the English stole our, you know, through oppression and genocide, stole our language from us. So we speak English now. 
That's the language I speak. We celebrate St. Bridget's Day. You know, we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We are Irish, which has nothing to do with white. And culturally, the Irish aren't very white in in Europe um, in terms of um, power. But they are, they've gained power now from whiteness, you know. So we can be vulnerable to the fact that we've been cast as white and that we live in that privilege and that we're immune to or inured to the struggles of people of color, even if we're trying not to be, and that we're going to do dumb things. If we can be vulnerable enough to admit our own racism, if we can be vulnerable enough to admit that a woman who doesn't have a vulva is a woman and that's okay and that doesn't threaten me as a woman with a vulva, if we can be vulnerable enough to recognize the pain and sorrow of the and and um, folly, I don't want to say madness because I don't want to um, be anti-mental health. I want to say the folly of um, the 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 elites because the elites are in so much pain and sorrow as they rage in their destructive three-year-old crazy. Uh, a uh, 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 word that does not insult people with mental health disorders, blah, blah, blah. And their, and their folly, again, I guess I'll go back to, and their cock-a-doodle-doos-ness. <laughs> That's a language edge for me. Um, if we can be vulnerable and then listen to what the goddess says or what your higher power says, because after all, that was the one that sent the lightning bolt that sent you out of the tower, we can grow as a species into those who are well and those who live in a world where all beings are free. We can do that. And that's about moving out of inspiration and intuition. And that's about allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to have those feelings, allowing yourself to see the complexity of the humans and allowing yourself to feel the freedom of the tower. Because the tower sends you flying into the night air. And we are all flying in the night air. We are all flying with a view that you can't get when you're in the tower. We are all in the hands of the goddess now. We're in the hands of our higher power now. We don't, I don't have a solution to the Fukushima. <laughs> and you know what? Guess what? I don't, I'm not the one who's supposed to have it. I'm supposed to have words to say, art to make, um, and magic to teach and to create and to do. That's my job. And I'm just going to do my job. I'm going to stay vulnerable. I'm going to tell you that I'm heartbroken for the humans. I'm heartbroken for you. If you're getting harmed by this presidency, I, you are getting harmed and I'm heartbroken for myself. And I am in, enlivened and lifted up by the response around the world of the people who are standing up and saying, we are better than this and we will evolve past this. And so I want to say something about the evolution of the human spirit, according to what my spirit guides have told me. So yes, the hologram is concrete, but we, through witchcraft, through magic, introduce a fluidity to it. We introduce a fluidity so that the the hologram can shift and float a new idea. It takes persistence. It takes knowing what the right thing is. That's why we go call on to our intuition and we can allow that to float through and will change it. That's why magic works. 
it will change the culture you're in. It will change the way we encounter the world. It will literally change reality. Reality is fluid. And the more concrete it gets, the less, that's the sort of the sicker it is. The less it responds to us, the more it backlashes. You can see that's how sick it is. So um, it should remain a little bit fluid. It should take suggestions from all of us. And that should, we should be influenced by each other. And when it becomes concrete, it's going against the willingness to be influenced. That's part of the illness. So what that means is, yes, you know, when we're really ensconced in reality, we think everything is very concrete and real, and it's not. And so when Darwin came up with his theory of evolution, he came from it from that point of view, that things slowly over time mutate for their best, for, for experimental, mutate and become experimental and experiment with many different ways. And that some of those ways work better. And so they tend to sort of last in some ways don't really what he said was evolution is a series of incredible complex experiments. That's what he said. He didn't say we slowly get better over time. He never said that. He said, it's a series of complex experiments, which then will result in one experiment that tends to be more successful for the reproduction of that species. Okay, it's a much more complex idea than it's been reduced to in high school. So that's great. And that's a very slow, he was witnessing a very slow process of evolution. And what I want to tell you, my spirit guides tell me is that there is another kind of evolution that happens with the human spirit, where it, it's, and this is going to happen to our brains, okay, where we are going to evolve suddenly, like, one day we're one way and another day we're another way. <laughs> the species, the human species. Um, and that that's going to flow into the future, that the descendants will have the new brain. But, and they're like, you guys are the ones that can get it. You're the generation. You're the people who are alive right now are the ones that can go through this evolution. And they're saying, some of you have already gone through it. And, um, so that is not about you being special because you are special you're very special. You're special, just like everybody else. So don't try not to get into an ego trip about this. <laughs> Am I the one who's done it already? It doesn't matter because we're all going to get there. Um, the evolution that we could go through, the people who are alive right now, is an evolution of our, of our brains. It's actually phys- going to be physiological. And so the way they talk to me about it is... Um, there's a way where your brain can be very intuitive and very fluid and outside of time. And it's extremely creative. And we know those people, those, those abstract minded people, I'm one of them. And it's very creative and fluid. And that's really wonderful. And we love that. And it's super great. And then there's another kind of brain, which is very logical and linear and uh, descriptive and word uh, oriented and math oriented and, and edged and practical and, and those people tend to be on time for dates and the, and they're very literal thinkers and the abstract thinkers tend to be late for dates. So if you're chronically late, you're abstract. If you're on time or a little early, you're probably um, literal. And what they're saying is we are trying to evolve the brain so that those two types of your brain, because we all have both in our bodies, um, interconnect, that they weave together that the four quadrants, and maybe this is not accurate brain science, that doesn't really matter. I'm not a brain scientist. It's the four quadrants of the brain, the four, the two hemispheres of the brain cross pollinate, that there's uh, neural highways that go and connect those two so that we become more whole brained, 
This is what they talk. This is my spirit guides talking now. This is why they talk about it. So scientists out there, you can correct for what I'm saying with your science, but get the idea, get the concept. Um, so when, and so that's like, that's the thing that can just happen to you and it might happen to you, get turned on and then get turned off, get turned on and then get turned off. And then one day you'll just be that way. I don't know if I'm that way yet. I don't know. Um, you'll just be that way and that'll be the new brain. And that brain is much more capable of making decisions around the wellness of all because it's a whole brain thing and it gives us a higher, higher access to the spirit to our brains, higher access to the spirit realm and the overview of the, of the nature of the universe, which is a better way to move through the world, right? (laughs) With a direct connection with your higher self, it will give us better access. So this is the thing that can happen at any moment. And when enough people get their brains that way, um, what happens is those brains. So imagine that they are changing their pattern a certain way. So, you know, your pattern is X's and O's and this pattern is flowers blooming. And when enough flowers bloom in the brains, all of a sudden, all of the brains of the earth will suddenly go whoosh and they'll all change their pattern into flowering blossoms. And then that will be the humans. That will be the humans that go, that meet the challenge of the tower card by allowing themselves to be vulnerable and become the people who know how to be well. That's what we're working towards. That's, a, that's my spirit guides talk about it. And one of the things that they say about it is evolve your brain, work on evolving your brain along with everything else that you're doing, whatever it is. And they're just like, everything you're doing is great. Just keep going, you know, <laughs> keep going. You're doing great. They're not mad. You know, they're not yelling because <laughs> the spirit guides like to yell. Um, so what the, one of the things that they're saying is do things that cross your brain over. So left hand, right hand things, things that involve both your left side and your right side physically, find something like that to do. And there's a reason why knitting has come back into the culture in this big, what? Knitting! Knitting is a very powerful spiritual act because it's causing that brain crossover to happen. So things that you can do if you're a knitter, knit. I'm not a knitter. So what I had to go do, what they made me go do was learn how to be a ballroom dancer. So that dancing uses both sides of my brain, it mixes them together, and then the physical action of it really helps to make that solid in my body, and that's how I'm working on it. So it can be anything that's like these two sides working together that involve a creative, uh, fluid, abstract energy, along with the linear literalist energy. And using your body, your left and your right hand, your left and your right foot, to do things together that make you think a little bit has, you have to be thinking or it's no good um, is going to do it. So I don't think I don't, they haven't mentioned yoga to me, but maybe yoga. I don't know. I've done yoga. I don't think it's the same thing. It's like, you got to be thinking. So things like that. So that's one thing you can think to do to help that evolution happen. And the other thing is of course, just listen to your intuition. Um, What are you going to do about this? disaster darlings what are you going to do how are you going to handle it are you going to get hard are you going to turn away are you going to like go eat a bunch of sugar every day for the rest of your life until you die of cancer and heart disease are you going to drink are you going to um turn away from your emotional life are you going to what are the ways that you build that have built that tower for yourself and how can you begin to dismantle it how can you dismantle your own tower how can you not turn 
to building safety and losing trust in the goddess, losing trust in yourself. Because at its core, you lose trust in your higher power, you lose trust in yourself. And what I want to tell you is, I know you, you will find a way through and you'll find a way through that it makes the world a more beautiful place. Because you wouldn't be listening, you wouldn't have gotten this far into this, this podcast today if you didn't have that in you. If you didn't have in you the beauty and the glory of your higher self shining down through you, you can grow and learn and evolve and become more beautiful in the face of this disaster. Thanks for listening to my rant today. No questions this day, but we will have questions again in our next podcast. And I love you. And we're going to do this together.